This morning, I'm joined by someone who has an unusual occupation, um, visiting with Tom Lutak, who's an organ builder and organist, and he has Lutak Pipe Organ Builders uh, in more in Moxville, excuse me. And uh, it's great to have you in this morning, Tom, because I don't think most of us have, have met an organ builder before. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So how does one become an organ builder? How did you get into this line of work? A fluke. <laughs> really? <laughs> By chance, yes. I was trained as an organist, and uh, for many years, this is that was my primary livelihood. But then uh, too much of a routine set into the picture, and I became bored with just playing. And, and being an antsy person, I started to search for something different. And I was always curious about what is inside of this big monster that I'm playing. So naturally, I kind of ventured from the outside of the instrument into the inside of the instrument, and that brought me into organ building. Luckily, I had some education for it, so that helped too. Do you build one organ at a time, or do you have several projects going? I try to stay to one project, um, focused on one project, because I really think that small firm like mine is able to deliver a much higher quality artistically much higher quality instrument than large firms because I literally have the ability to stick my nose into every aspect of the instrument that comes out of my shop. I mean, from from the moment that I draw the plants, through buying the materials, through manufacturing everything, I like to put my stamp of personality on my instrument so that at the end it's really mine. So when the next time we listen to an organ, we should think about all yeah, the hours well, that went into it. And. I think most people um, really don't have a good understanding of what is happening behind the, the front of the organ. For most people, let's say we go to a church and we see an organ in there, and we kind of stop at the facade. Is it possible to give us a short synopsis of what's happening back there? In fact, it is very simple. The air is being produced, mass-produced by a big blower that travels to big boxes called wind chests on which the pipes are placed and then the whole control of the pipes happens at the organ console when you have different keyboards and a pedal board um, so the principles are really really simple it is the quantity of those pipes and, and all the mechanisms that makes it really mind-boggling because if you if you take an average organ it's it is not uncommon to have 2,000 2,500 3,000 pipes in an organ, and all you see in the facade is maybe 25. Mm. <laughs> yeah, do you know, I don't know how much you know about the history of organs, but Bach was an organist. Of course. How, how do organs today compare to organs that Bach played? In a sense, many aspects of organ building did not change for centuries. You can still find instruments that are being built almost the same identical way as they were produced 300 years ago. Of course, there was the whole technical revolution at the end of the 19th century, which had a huge impact on organ building because things were electrified and, and became really, really big and fancy. But then back in the 1960s, we kind of came back to our senses and discovered that, oh, maybe this is not about how huge the organ is, but how good it is supposed to be. <laughs> so if he sat down and played one of your organs, mm -hmm. would it seem pretty familiar to him? Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think he would be lost at all. <laughs> well, I have a question for you about food. 
Okay. If you're an organist mm-hmm. and you have to play Sunday services and concerts and things, what should you eat before or should you wait until after you perform? Well, uh, here's a funny twist on it. If you are in France, you will find a little compartment somewhere near the keyboards, which is usually containing a bottle. (laughs) Um, And that tells you a lot about the mindset (laughs) of organists going back probably two, three hundred years because I have seen those little compartments in the very, very old instruments. (laughs) There would be a a bottle of uh, bourbon or, or something like this sitting in there. And they were probably indulging themselves a little bit, you know, during the homily, which they heard for the seventh time on Sunday, <laughs> uh, which probably would not be a bad idea even today sometimes for some <laughs> organists. I think I've actually heard of somebody doing that. But <laughs> but I would I would not uh, recommend it. Well, Tom Lutak of Lutak Pipe Organ Builders, thank you for coming in today and talking to us about your unique <laughs> occupation and, and your art, really. It's it's an art. (laughs) Thank you very much for having me.